You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. morning, Chicago. You are listening to Fully Alive, the radio program of the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity. And I'm Dawn Fitzpatrick, your host from Respect Life Ministries in the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity. And this morning, your my usual co-host, Ray Pingue, is, is still on paternity leave. You all may recall, last month we had him coming to us live from his man cave, um, talking about, you know, his sleepless nights and things. But this month, um, instead, I'm going to introduce you to another co-worker who um, has been in our office for about a year now. Her name is Blanca Rodriguez. Welcome, Blanca. Hi, thank you for having me. <laughs> so Blanca works with us um, in Respect Life Ministries. Her title is Respect Life Coordinator, and she works with the parishes. She is the kind of the connection to the Respect Life Coordinators in the parish. She also uh, works with Project Rachel and takes Project Rachel calls, um, referring needy men and women to priests and counselors. Um, And she's a chastity educator. So she goes into the parishes and talks about theology of the body and puberty talks and things like that. So, um, Blanca, tell me what brought you to work with us. Yeah, so it's actually a crazy story. Um, I was working, um, well, at first it started with me being in Mexico. I come from a family who's very pro-life. Um, I have 12 aunts and uncles who live in Mexico and six of those women have been living their lives doing the work of the pro-life ministry. So in 2019, I went to Mexico and I went to an abortion clinic with one of my, one of my aunts at like three in the morning. And I was able to see how she worked. So what she would do is get the girls out of the lines from the abortion clinics and mm-hmm. take them into her little minivan where she would show them an ultrasound of, of their babies. And I just found so much inspiration in that. Um, and just being able to see how that little gesture was, you know, a pivotal moment for these girls and mm-hmm. getting them out of the lines 
you know, giving them the resources that they need so that they can choose life and, instead of having an abortion. And just being able to listen to these stories was, was a great start to my journey to the Arch. Okay, so so let me ask you this. In Mexico, do they have pregnancy centers like we have here where, where we actually – go ahead. Yeah, they don't have many, um, but they do have one, which is where my um, my aunts lives. Well, they don't live there. I'm sorry. They work there, mm-hmm. and they do have resources. They have a holy hour chapel, so they do bring in women who go there, and they mm-hmm. offer them resources, housing, try to find them job opportunities, just like how we do over here. Um, unfortunately, it's, it's more difficult. Everything in Mexico, unfortunately, can be a little bit more difficult, but those are things that are being done as well. So. Okay. So you were affected by that. Were you a teenager when you were there with your aunts? No, I was actually like 22. Okay. Um, so this happened the summer before I went, before I started working here, actually. Um, I had graduated from college, so I have a bachelor's in psychology. Mm-hmm. And I just went to live in Mexico just trying to figure out what God really wanted me to do. I think I had that moment of just living on my own in Mexico for four months and just creating and starting this true and authentic relationship with Christ where nobody was telling me to go to church every Sunday or I had to do all these church things, right? But it was like me taking initiative and being like, okay, I'm a grown woman. Like I want to have this bond with Christ. And I just feel like during that time, I was able to see all these pro-life activities and just being able to see so much of what my tias were doing in Mexico that inspired me to kind of opened my heart and I felt like that was a window where God was kind of bringing clarity into my life and and, and one way or another telling me like, hey, like this is something that he wants me to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how I kind of, when I came back, I was a behavioral analyst for um, kids with autism. And there was one incident where I got bit in my hand by the little kid I was taking care of. <laughs> and in that moment, I just felt like, God, is this what you really want me to be doing right now? And that's when Ray Pingoy, who is usually your co-host, um, he, he texted me to check in on me. And then I said, Ray, are you guys hiring? Because I remember um, when he gave a talk at my school when I was like 12 years old. Mm-hmm. And um, he said, yeah, you can come over and we can talk. So literally, it was like that. I think it was just, it was a painful moment of realization, you know, because my hand was hurting after getting bit. But it was a, <laughs> it was a great time for me to... <laughs> to really get in touch with Ray and then that's when I was able to meet you Don and everything so it's just been great ever since mm-hmm. so. so yeah we were really blessed to have you join us we at the time we were looking for somebody part-time I think you actually joined us as a volunteer to start with and then we were looking for somebody part-time yeah. and we were able to work that into a full-time position which was really just just phenomenal that it worked out mm-hmm. um, and it, it's nice when you need somebody and, and then you find the right person to fit the position and then it it seems like the doors just opened because at the time we were even in a hiring freeze during COVID um, and we were able to work it out so that we could still bring you on full time. So just, just phenomenal. Sometimes God just, you know, he knows what he wants us to do and he makes it easy for us. So that's, that's kind of the way it worked out. So I know also that um, the reason, you know, Ray is because you were actually in one of the schools where he came to talk about theology of the body back a long time ago. Isn't that right? So why don't you tell us about how, yes. how that happened? Yes. So that was my first um, introduction to TOB, so theology of the body. And I was younger. I think I was preparing for confirmation. And mm-hmm. Ray Pingoy came to give a talk at St. Nicholas of Tallentine, which is a parish in the southwest side of Chicago. 
Um, and I just, I very vividly remember the slideshow where he talked about his family. So there was pictures of him and his wife. There are six kids now, but there was only two back then. Um, <laughs> so it happens, I, I guess. See, right. <laughs> and I was able to see all the, um, I could just feel the love in those images. And I was just inspired by that. And I mean, I was younger, but ever since I was little, I've always had this desire to like be a mom and fall in love and all these things. And I think in that moment where he talked about theology of the body and just what true, authentic and selfless love was, it mm -hmm. kind of changed my perspective on what I thought love was, mm -hmm. you know, and in that moment, and while he shared his story of how he waited for Mary Grace, his wife, and, you know, all these amazing little details, I was like, wow, like, I want to have a love story, just like how Ray had a love story. And I think that's when I Kind of, I mean, I was younger, but that's when I started to see things in a, from a different perspective. And that's how I lived my life ever since. Like, I just wanted to do everything that Ray did so that I can find the right person, just like Ray did, um, and live a love story similar to his. Of course, the one that God has planned for me, right? And I'm still in that discernment process. Right. Um, I don't know if God is calling me to marriage or maybe to become a sister. We never know. But just have to be open, right? Open to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and yeah. so we always hope that, you know, we're going in and doing these talks in our schools. We always hope that we connect with people and that it, it is something that leads to them understanding the vocation that God has for them. I mean, that's what our Echo Camp is all about. That's what our, um, our theology of the body talks are all about, really, is understanding why we were created, why we're on this earth, what's going on. Uh, what what did why did Jesus come, and then what does God want for us? Right. So that's the original right. man, the historical man, and eschatological man that John Paul II talks about in theology of the body. And when we see it actually work out, that that those talks made a difference to somebody, um, that's phenomenal. You know, I know I've been in yeah. ministry a long time, and I've often said that sometimes ministry you don't see the fruits of your labors, especially in like faith formation or youth ministry like I was in for so many years, sometimes we just know we're planting seeds and we just hope that we, we're planting them in such a way that they grow in a, in a fruitful way. Um, so it's nice. I mean, it's, it's, it's affirming and it's like a love letter from God to know that we really do make a difference sometimes, you know, that we really are carrying yeah. the message and it takes hold. So, so it's so wonderful to have somebody like you now working with us. Um, that's a direct effect of the work that we do. So, um, so great, right? I know that you, I think you feel that way. <laughs> so, yeah, yes, of course, praise God. And of course, thank you. Like, that's why we're so grateful for, for our donors and any, and all that, everybody that makes it possible for us to be able to go to these schools and, of course, offer formation to other young adults and bring them the theology of the body and then for them to be able to share that to their community. So there's just so much beauty sure. in that. So thank you for all the listeners and everybody who supports our mission. Absolutely. So, so once you heard that talk, how did it make a difference in your young adult life or in your teenage life even? Yes. Yeah, so um, I think it also helped that I came from a very um, Catholic. I grew up very Catholic um, and my mom always just kind of reminded me of the importance of saving myself to marriage. Mm -hmm. um, and I always found so much beauty in that. And just even aside from what my mom would tell me, I just, in my heart, I always just knew that I wanted to wait till I got married, you know? And that's something that I still hold dear to my heart and something that I've 
I've really been trying to share with other young girls because I know that there's pain that comes from, you know, like not being able to or not waiting until marriage and not because you just can't, but it's also the world we live in Mm -hmm. um, and just the way we grow up where sometimes we don't come from loving homes and we try to seek love in the wrong places. Right. Um, So I'm grateful that I had a very loving home, but I want to be able to provide that to other girls as well for them to know that they are worth the wait. Um, and that they're worth, they're worth somebody waiting for them and that there's good men out there, right? St. Joseph men, guys right. that are like St. Joseph, very virtuous men um, that I've been able to meet several young men who also feel the same way. So I feel very inspired by that. And I just hope to bring light to this and just, you know, I know that in this culture, it's weird to wait till marriage, but it's actually super beautiful because you're able to learn how to love the other in different ways, you know, in different ways that, isn't the, the marital embrace because of course sex is for marriage. Yeah. Um, so you're able to learn how to love each other in many, several different ways. So I think that's all, that's great. Well, and you know, it's so important that girls know that um, they deserve a man who will wait for her. Right. So it's not like, well, geez, you know, we, we're all doing it and this is just it. And I, de- I deserve to feel good. Well, but you, you even more deserve a man who will wait for you because that shows how much he really loves you. Um, But I I think that gets lost in today's world. People don't realize how much love that really shows, you know. Um, And I don't know, you probably have had more discussions with with young people on this than I have. Um, What what are the reactions people give you when you tell them that that's that's the way it is? Yeah, um, so it depends. I think that when it's younger girls, like around my age, no, older women, I'm sorry, around my age, um, it can be a sensitive topic mm-hmm. where they kind of just, they don't really like listening to what I have to say. So I kind of, for them, it's like, I don't make the whole conversation based on that. But then they ask me, for example, for relationship advice, or they ask me on how I've been able to have healthy relationships in the past, which I'm not saying all my relationships were healthy because some of them were not that great, but it's like a learning process. Um, but being able to bring light into saying like, Hey, like, I mean, I'm waiting till marriage and it's, save me from so much heartbreak. Um, And of course, there's like mental health that also plays into that. Um, But mostly with young girls, I've noticed, for example, in a retreat that I was able to give a chastity talk in, um, there was time for me to sit in a room with like about 10 eighth grade girls. And we just sat in a circle. And they were just talking to me about their dating lives. And of (laughs) course, um, a lot of them were just already having sex, you know, and, and just being able to hear the reasons why was just, um, I don't know, it was, it was a moment of enlightenment for me, just being Mm -hmm. able to see and see their hurt. Um, and just being able to look at them and say, you're so worthy. And you all, there was like five girls that just started crying because they just do not see their worth. And they just really need somebody to tell them, Hey, you're worthy. And a man that really loves you is going to wait for you because you're worth the wait. Okay, so we have to take a break. So if you'll hang out and we'll talk some more about this, if everybody would hang with us through the break and we'll talk to Blanca some more in just a minute.
have an old bicycle that's not being used? Consider donating it to Catholic Charities Veterans Bike Project of Lake County. Skilled volunteers are refurbishing bicycles to make them safe and ready to be used by veterans to get to and from their new places of work. We also gratefully accept financial contributions that are used to purchase bike helmets and other safety accessories. Our veterans have faithfully served the United States and now it is our privilege to serve them. For more information on the Veterans Bike Project of Lake County, call 847-782-4219. That's 847-782-4219. Welcome back. Es fabuloso verlos. Dobrze jest znowu być razem. It's good to be together again. After so many months apart, pandemic capacity limits have been lifted, and we want to welcome everyone back to church. We can all pray together again. And listen as our choirs lift their voices in song. We've been together in spirit. And now when you are ready, our doors are open wide. Nuestras puertas están abiertas de par en par. Nasze drzwi są otwarte. And we're here to welcome you back to Catholic Mass. Ancestry and genealogy are more important every day. People all over the world are wanting to learn more about their family heritage for personal and for health reasons. At Catholic Charities, we are hearing from adults who lived for a brief time at St. Vincent's Orphanage, the wonderful life-affirming agency that operated out of our headquarters for 91 years, serving thousands of women, children, and families until it closed in 1972. Our post-adoption services help adults who want to learn more about their experience at St. Vincent's. Our compassionate staff members provide whatever family background information they can offer, along with support and reunion services. To learn more, call 312-655-7093. That's 312-655-7093. The spirit of St. Vincent's lives on in the inspiring stories that continue to emerge today. Welcome back to Fully Alive, the radio program of the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity. I'm your host today, Dawn Fitzpatrick, and along with me is my coworker Blanca Rodriguez from Respect Life Ministries. And we were just talking about Blanca and a little bit about what brought her to the Respect Life office. Um, and she was telling us some stories about talking to some eighth grade girls about chastity. Um, and the girls were a little surprised that... Uh, that we were asking them to hold their chastity close and uh, and save their themselves for marriage. And you said that the, some of them in eighth grade already weren't doing that. So that's a little surprising. I guess that's what we're, what the, the world in which we live. So, right. Yeah. So you were saying so that it's been, it was mm -hmm. a great, yeah, it was, it was a great experience just being able to, to share with them. And, you know, first of all, just offering listening, right. Just like listening to them. I think that that's the most important 
thing that I've quality that I've learned um, while working at the archdiocese, mostly because of learning of St. John Paul II and the books I've read of him and just so much, so many people have just mentioned his ability to look at people and see them when he was talking to them. Yes. Um, and I don't know, for some reason that just always stayed in my head, right? Just like how St. John Paul II, when he would speak to somebody, it was like, if that was the only person in the world, like nobody else existed, just the person he was speaking to in that moment. So I think that's something that I've been very intentional with and that I noticed myself being intentional with that. For example, with the eighth grade girls, there was one particular girl who was opening herself and it was so beautiful. And she, and I just looked at her. I just took a moment to just sit in front of her and I looked at her. Um, I'm not going to say her name, but I looked at her. I said her name and I said, you are so valuable. You're so worthy. It is valiosa. It is hermosa. You're valuable and you're beautiful. And I'm like, and you're worth the wait. Yeah. And she just started crying and I just held her there. Like she was just crying and she was just telling me like, I just don't feel loved. I don't feel worthy. And I'm like, you are worthy. And you need to understand that we're not going to find happiness in men, right? In this instance that we were having this conversation, that void that we feel on our chest, you know, that emptiness can only be filled by God. Right. And we're going to, and if we focus on just trying to fill that with sex, with love, with, with love, right? Which is not real love with with drugs with alcohol with all these things it's never going to be filled because that's a space that can only be filled by christ right Mm -hmm. and that i think that me being able to tell her that in that moment after providing a space where i just listened to her without saying anything i just let her kind of word vomit right like just kind of express herself (laughs) in that moment like it was just an amazing opportunity for me to listen to her and just tell her that's all i told her i'm like you're so valuable and you're so worthy and i see that and everybody sees that but you need to see that for yourself. And how can you see that? By creating a relationship with Christ because he lives in you. And when he lives in you, he can help you understand your worth, your value, and how beautiful you are in his eyes. So that was an example. Yeah, and that's great because often I think people probably wonder, well, what what do you teach these young people when you go to the schools or to their faith formation classes or do a confirmation retreat for them or whatever that we're doing at the Mm -hmm. time? but I think that it's it's something that's really needed. And every I think every time that we've gone into a school and met with young people has been a positive experience. They always are so receptive and so open. And and interestingly enough, the message that you or just told us you shared is so unusual to them that it's they're they're just like, wait a second, I'm I'm beautiful, I'm worthy. Um I, I have worth to society. You're kidding me. You know, I mean, it's just amazing that that they need somebody to tell them that, but they do. Um, and you were also talking about just what you've learned from St. John Paul II. And couldn't we all have such a role model? He is so phenomenal. And when we can put ourselves into his way of thinking and see our faith and the world through that lens that he called theology of the body, it really makes a difference. It really does. Um so I'm just I'm just so glad that you're able to do that. Now, I know that you just got back in the beginning of October. You went out to Pennsylvania and you took a class with Christopher West. Right. So what was that like? Yeah. So it was amazing. Um, ever since I started working here, I was, you know, like just oh, my heart was so big for Christopher West and like the T.O.B. <laughs> and of course, St. John Paul II. Like, oh, my goodness, it completely changed my perspective on love, first of all, and just being able to have these conversations with my friends and having like reliable resources <laughs> to sure. offer them where mm-hmm. they just felt inspired, right? With their Catholic teachings and just 
I think that we grew up feeling like the church was just imposing rules on us and telling us what not to do. Right. But I think being able, through TOB, I've learned the whys behind why we should wait till marriage, why chastity is so beautiful, how like, oh my goodness, I, I don't even know how to express it, but it, it's been, it was so great. Um, I was able to like take my classes with Christopher West, who actually wasn't supposed to be my teacher, my professor that week, but he ended up being my professor. And I think it was just a gift from the Holy Spirit. I was just in awe of the whole course. You should all go. It's something that you need to do if you're listening to me right now. Um, theology of the body is beautiful. And, and I think that week, the big message for me was just this idea of love being selfless, like just love being selfless and being able to, and not just in a romantic sense. I mean, of course the focus was very on like the um, marriage, but I think I was looking at it through a perspective of how can I love the girls I'm going to be working with? How can I love the young adults who are interested in TOB, mm-hmm. right? How can I inspire them? to be um to be an inspiration and to aspire to inspire other young adults so we learned a lot about chastity we learned a lot about our value as human beings who we are and just this idea of like letting christ live in you letting him heal you there was a lot of healing as well i really like that it's like a master's degree program thing Mm -hmm. Uh, well like the concept of it but also like it's like a retreat like style where you just really have a lot of healing a lot of prayer mass every day people are incredible yeah he was supposed to be a professor if you're looking at the screen um and it's yeah it was just great i don't know if you have any specific questions don that you wanted to ask me because right, <laughs> it's right. just too much <laughs> so what what we're looking at here on the screen right now is is the website for theology of the body institute which is located in the philadelphia area of pennsylvania um and some they also offer courses online uh, that you can take if you can't go out there but i, I highly recommend going i've been out there about I don't know, a dozen times for week-long courses. Um, and it, and they're always in a retreat setting when you go, which is so nice because you, you have daily mass, you have, you're there with priests and sisters and lay people and, um, and, you know, liturgy of the hours. And it's just very, very, it's, it's, it's so experiential. Um, and you're immersed in the theology of the body while you're there. So if you take it at home, you're, you're going to get a good experience, but you won't have that same immersion. So it's, it's, you know, just a different way to take it. But he do, they do offer many of the courses um, online as well. So, but we were able to send Blanca to do the full thing and really enjoy yeah. the experience. So that's that's my preferred way to take the courses. Um, and Christopher West, who is a master at uh, evangelization, um, and I often feel like he has his own following, but we're following Jesus through him <laughs> is what we're doing. Yeah. Um, and we're actually bringing him here in April. So he'll be coming to do Made for More. And I interviewed him, um, gosh, I think back in 2020 when we were originally going to bring him. We talked to, to him on this program. So I'll probably be able to do that again sometime in the winter before Made for More and just talk a little bit with him about what it's all about. But it's, um, you know, the, he's talking about the promised land. and He's talking about that we were made for more than this world. Um, and... It's like a three-hour experience, and and it is an immersion experience also. What we can have about a 1,000 people. Um, We'll be having one experience at St. Alphonsus in Lakeview on April 5th, which is a Tuesday. And then the the very next night at St. Damien on the south side. And those will be like at 7 7 o'clock, I think. But anyway, we'll talk more about that as it's coming. But mark it on your calendars, those of you who are listening 
that uh, Christopher West, who Blanca has been praising right here, um, will be here to do a, a mini experience with all of us who would like to come um, at St. Alphonsus and St. Damien on the 5th and 6th of April in the immediate future. So that's um, that's super exciting. And we will have tickets for sale pretty soon. It's just $25. So we'll we'll be talking about that um, over the coming months. And if you get our newsletter, it'll be in the newsletter. If you don't get our newsletter, you can certainly email me at dfitzpatrick at archchicago.org or Blanca. She's Blanca Rodriguez at archchicago.org. And we can um, put you on our newsletter list and we'll be happy to send you information about what we're up to. So what you're looking at right now is um, our website. And when we come back from the break, we'll be talking to you about some of the events we have coming up on our website, which is simply respectlifechicago.org. So with that in mind, let's take our break. And when we come back, Blanca and I are going to tell you all about what we're up to in our office. Talk to you soon. Throughout the COVID-19 pandemic, Catholic Charities has continued to respond to the needs of people who come to us for assistance. More than 850,000 meals and food parcels have been offered to those who are struggling with food insecurity. Over 108,000 homelessness prevention hotline calls have been answered. Over 22,000 people have received mental health services and $2 million in financial assistance has been provided to keep people housed. If you or someone you know needs assistance, email us at gethelp at catholiccharities.net. That's gethelp at catholiccharities.net. Or call 312-655-7700. That's 312-655-7700. Before, during, and after COVID-19, Catholic Charities is here for you. We are at the Most Blessed Trinity Parish Food Pantry in Waukegan. And here we uh, care for people in need. There was definitely an uptick in the needs for services. We doubled our volume after COVID hit. From servicing about 250 families a week to about 500 a week. We supply bread, tortillas, vegetables, milk, cheese, butter, uh, proteins, fish, chicken, eggs. Well, the annual Catholic Appeal has been a tremendous help to us, especially over the past year and a half. Without the annual Catholic Appeal, we might have to close our doors. Um, our parish is the largest one in the Archdiocese, but it's very poor. We think about food and we think about nourishment, but we also nourish the soul, provide that connection to humanity. 
The good works here are made possible through the annual Catholic Appeal. Make your gift at annualcatholicappeal.com. The cemetery ministry is a core ministry of our Catholic faith tied to the corporal works of mercy. It's comforting to know that our Catholic cemeteries are caring for the remains of our loved ones awaiting the resurrection. There are 44 Archdiocese of Chicago Catholic cemeteries willing to help you in your time of loss. Call 708-449-6100 or visit catholiccemeterychicago.org. Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837. You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Welcome back to Fully Alive, the radio show and podcast of the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity at the Archdiocese of Chicago. Once again, I'm your host this morning, Dawn Fitzpatrick, and now co-hosting with me is my co-worker, Blanca Rodriguez. We just had a nice discussion with her for the first half of the show all about her and who she is and why she's here and some of the wonderful things that um, she's been doing and... Now we're going to talk about what we're doing in the office and what people can get involved in. So we just wrapped up Respect Life Month. That was uh, the month of October. And those of you who listen to us regularly will know, and hopefully all of you, because it's probably, it hopefully is happening in your parishes, that um, October each month has been designated as Respect Life Month. Um, and that's simply the month where we introduce the new theme for the year, and we try to have the parishes uh, get involved and bring attention to the life issue and do some projects. So um, so we've seen some of that happening around the archdiocese. We have a new theme that kicked off the first weekend of October, which is um, St. Joseph, Defender of Life, and which is a, a great theme since Pope Francis made, made this year the, um, the year of St. Joseph. It's a great way to focus on him towards the end of that year that um, that was designated and beyond. So what are some of the things that you've worked with parishes on during Respect Life Month, Blanca? I know there's some lots of things going on. Yeah, so what we've been doing for Respect Life Month is just having tables, you know, displays on Respect Life and just having pamphlets available, for example, for Project Rachel, which is our post-abortion hotline mm-hmm. um, that women and men can call um, if they're, you know, if they wanted to speak to somebody about their abortion experience and are seeking healing, so we can connect them to either therapists, counselors, or a priest. So we have those available. Then we have pamphlets that are the Watch Me Grow pamphlets, and it's just kind of going through the nine months and how, you know, the baby's developing in, in their mama's womb. Um, and then we have little prayer cards, rosary cards that people can pick up, and a poster board with information on, for example, um, A for women, so that women who might be struggling with um, a crisis pregnancy, they have information available for them right there and then to take a picture um, and and just to ask any questions they might have. 
We have also had um, holy hours. So actually tomorrow, if you live in Chicago and in Berwyn at St. Leonard, there will be a Respect Life holy hour at 6 p.m. Um, so that's very exciting. We've been able to work with some young adults as well. Last night, we had an opportunity to go to a fundraiser and just being able to volunteer in these spaces have been great. We've shown the movie Unplanned, also at St. Leonard and at St. Alphonsus. Mm -hmm. um, it was a great turnout. We had about 20 young adults um, that were able to come and watch the movie Unplanned. And we just, you know, were able to create this safe space for them to to ask questions, to answer questions, to share their opinions. So that's been a few of the things that we've done with Respect Life. Okay. And, um, and a lot of parishes choose October to, to highlight um, a pregnancy center or a way to to help women um, or to, you know, to pray for the unborn. They might adopt a, sp a spiritual adoption, which is, a, is an opportunity to um, pray for a child in the womb that they would um, make it, you know, that they would be, may be able to be born. Um, so th those are some ways that parishes, you, you know, do a project in October. And then there's things that happen all year long. I mean, there's special masses, there's the March for Life, there's, um, and, and parishes, may choose Mother's Day or Father's Day as an opportunity to focus on uh, life as well or just different times during the year. So um, one big thing that we're going to be doing this year that we didn't get to do last year because of the COVID lockdown was um, to go to the March for Life in Washington. So why don't you talk a little bit about what we're going to do with that, Blanca? Yeah, so we're going to be having two buses. Um, so we're going to be taking 100 young adults. So if there's any young adults listening, please register. It'll be fun. I think it'll be a great experience to be able to go to the March for Life in D.C. And being able to visit different sites, we're hoping to take you all to the St. John Paul II Museum, um, as well as the Basilica that's around there um, as well. So And just being able to explore. Since we're all young adults, you guys will have a lot of time to just explore D.C., um, and just join each other in conversation as well as marching for, you know, for respecting life and the dignity of every human being. So that's something that's coming up that's super exciting. Um, you can find the registration link on our website as well. Um, and if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to Don or, or to myself. Um, and we're more than happy to answer any questions that you might have. Mm -hmm. um, it's a bit of a, of a process. It's a Google form as well as making your hotel reservations. Um, so please feel free to call us if you need any assistance with any of those resources. So this trip is different for us. We usually take a large teen trip, um, but we decided mm -hmm. that this year with everything that's been going on, it was probably a little um, little simpler um, and more, more comfortable for people to go, you know, either with their parents or um, or not, not to try to get a school to organize a trip. So... We're going to take families. We're going to take young adults of any age, as long as they're considered a young adult, right? So, or an adult. So that will be, um, you know, you 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 should go ahead and register if you're interested because the space is limited. We we have a hundred spots. So as you yes. you know, so please go ahead and register if you are interested. And if you have questions, give us a call. And we we it'll be a we'll leave very early on Thursday. I think it's the twentieth of January. And we will be coming back late on Sunday that weekend. So it's it's a long weekend, but it's it's going to be a whirlwind. So that so that's coming up. Um, something else that I think well we should talk about is there's a CCHD collection coming up. You know we are in the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity, and all the all the social teachings of the church are represented in our office. Um, and of course we know that life 
starts at conception, ends at natural death, and every stage in between is important. Um, we need to take care of people. And we do have a something that was actually is a, a Catholic um, it's, it's, it's kind of a, a great, wonderful way to give people a hand up, and it's the Catholic Campaign for Human Development. It actually started here in Chicago many years ago and has become a national effort to, you know, help to fund people who um, are, are either they're in poverty and they're looking to start a business or they need us to give them a grant for their business um, so that they can do some great work, or perhaps it's a, um, a, a nonprofit that is in business to help, you know, people in poverty. That's really what CCHD is all about. So this, this collection is scheduled the weekend of November 20th and 21st, um, and it happens every year. You all are probably familiar with it, but this is the only way that CCHD gets funding, and then grants are made to worthy, very carefully vetted organizations who, um, you know, they, like I said, they either are working to pull themselves out of poverty or they're working to help people get out of poverty. Um, just just wonderful restaurants and small businesses or people who, you know, help the homeless, help the hungry, um, do all, all kinds of wonderful things. So um, this is the National Anti-Poverty Program of the Catholic Church. And as I said, it's it's a national thing now, but it started here in Chicago. And they recently celebrated 50 years of social justice work in the Chicago area. They're, they provide support to local organizations through grants. And we do have a grant committee that's made up of parishioners of, in the Chicago area. Um, and they, they, they're carefully vetted, and there's a multi-step review process to ensure that everyone who receives one of our grants is in full compliance with Catholic moral and social teaching. So, um, you know, interestingly enough, we have a, a couple of interns in our office that were brought in just to help us with these programs, and they're just wonderful young ladies. One of them is um, from our Amate House missionary group. That She's considered an Amate fellow. She actually came to us from California, and her full-time job is working with us in the office um, this year, and she is also dedicated to making the CCHD collection happen. And then we have another intern from um, from the University of Chicago Divinity School, and she's working on a Master's of Divinity there. And she, for her practicum, is working with us just with CCHD. So we have a, you know, some people dedicated to making this happen and making sure that um, the collection happens and that the grants happen. So some of the organizations that receive our grants um, they, they do things like create resilient communities and strong schools. They build uh, just and empowering economies through new businesses, jobs, and financial opportunities. They protect workers' rights. They empower seniors and persons with disabilities. They promote public safety and reform in the criminal justice system. And they expand access to health care as well as dignified and affordable housing. So it's just really good stuff. You know, and uh, it's it's a shame when people don't think of the Catholic Church when they think of, you know, who can help the poor, because that's really, that's what we're all about, right? Helping people um, in, in poverty of, um, of spirit, in poverty, physical poverty. So that's what it's all about. So again, that collection is a weekend before Thanksgiving, November 20th and 21st. And the only way we can help give these grants out to these worthy organizations is from people like you. So consider making a nice donation that weekend 
and every one of those dollars will go to help these needy people. So um, you can find out more about this through um, the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity website. All right, so with that in mind, we have one more break to take, and then I'm going to let Blanca do some more talking about other things going on in our office. See you all in a couple minutes. I was covered in sin and shame I heard mercy call my name Catholic Charities Veterans Employment Services help veterans find and maintain employment through job readiness training, resume writing assistance, mock interviews, and job placement counseling. We work with a wide array of employers and community partners to help veterans reach their career goals. We owe a debt of gratitude to all of our veterans for the sacrifices they made to serve our nation. It is our privilege now to assist them. To learn more about Catholic Charities Veterans Employment Program in Cook County, call 773-808-2954. In Lake County, call 847-782-4219. You can also learn more at catholiccharities.net. To all United States veterans, thank you for your service. I feel special. <laughs> I feel great. I got good grades. We've seen a huge surge in our kids now meeting or exceeding grade level. Come check us out. You may have never thought we were an option before. Catholic Charities in Lake County provides a comprehensive range of social services supporting individuals, families, and older adults. These include crisis assistance, shelter, clothing, family support, counseling, legal assistance, primary health care, and specialized services for seniors and veterans. Grab-and-go meals and food pantries help those who are experiencing food insecurity. Plus. We have a diaper depot to support low-income families and their infants. If we can assist you or someone you know, please call Catholic Charities of Lake County at 847-782-4000. That's 847-782-4000. Welcome back. We have just a few more minutes here with you this morning. And I'm Don Fitzpatrick talking with Blanca Rodriguez. We're talking about the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity. We just told you all about the uh, 
campaign, the Catholic Campaign for Human Development collection coming up in a few weeks. And before that, we talked about the March for Life that we'll be headed to. So, Blanca, I know there's another project that you have been working on um, that you're pretty proud of. So why don't we talk about that for a few minutes? Yes, of course. Um, so I'm very excited to announce like this new project that we're working on. It's going to be a quinceanera retreat, which is a retreat for 15-year-old girls. Um, the title of this retreat is going to be Vestia de Luz, Dressed, in, dressed by the Light of Christ. Um, and I'm so happy and grateful for my team. Um, we've been able to gather around eight young adult women around the ages of 22 to 25, and they will be the leaders of this retreat. Um, they're bilingual speakers who are excited to bring this message of hope to 15-year-old girls. Um, we've, by speaking with some priests, we've noticed that the true meaning of what a cotillion, of what a quinceanera is, has been lost, and the focus has just been put on, you know, the dress and the party, which, you know, it's a natural thing to do. You get excited as a young girl, but we really want to take advantage of this opportunity, this transitioning from being a girl to becoming a woman um, and just being able to take that time to speak to them about different topics. So we're hoping to have a two day retreat that will be happening early next year, where we hope to talk about modesty, chastity, seeing your worth as a woman. TOB talks a lot about women being a piece of heaven on earth which is why the enemy attacks us so much right and in making us feel that we have to look a certain way that we have to act a certain way that we have to live up to some type of societal standards and that is not true so we want to bring that awareness to these girls and helping them see who created them who they are and whose they are um as well as just you know wanting to plant this little seed in them and grow in this desire to really have an authentic relationship with Christ. And I couldn't have asked for a better team of girls without them, without the girls that I'll be working with, the young adult woman, I would not be able to do this. So I'm super grateful for them. And hopefully one day you'll all be able to hear from a couple of them on the show. So we'll see. Yes, that'll be great. So I don't know if, if, ever, if all the listeners know what a quinceanera is, um, mm -hmm. but it, but it's, I know I worked in a parish where it was um, a very popular thing. And it was almost like a wedding where the girls would come in these phenomenal gowns and their family yeah. would be in an entourage and there was a huge party and <laughs> it was a big celebration. Yeah. But that was that was kind of the extent of it. So what you've been telling us and what I've heard and what I've known is that there's actually a lot of theology um, and spirituality behind a quinceanera. And it's been lost in the translation because it's such a celebration. Right. Just like sometimes people forget that their marriage isn't just about the wedding, right? Sometimes they think their marriage is all about that wedding day where there's so much more to it. So this quinceanera is an opportunity for a young girl to kind of commit her life to Christ as a young adult. Um, sure. But it isn't always put up that way. So this is a, a, an opportunity to bring that back to the quinceanera. Um, and we'll start that with a pilot um, in the February-March time frame, I think, is what we were talking about. Is that Correct. right? Correct. At St. Yes. Leonard's in Berwyn? Or at, uh... Yeah, so we're, we're partnering up with both St. Leonard's Parish in Berwyn and Mary Mother of the Americas in Little Village. Mm -hmm. um, so it's going to be in either one of those locations. So pretty mm -hmm. soon we should have more information. And if somebody would like to right. sign up their 15-year-old girl to come or um, yes. if a parish would be interested in talking to us about that, that's something they can do. We're hoping that the pilot is very successful and we're then able to train other teams 
to have these around the archdiocese and that it will become a thing, you know? That, that's our hope. Um, once we have a great one, of course that's what will happen. So so that's that's the plan. And Blanca, yeah. this was Blanca's brainchild and um, she's been very excited about it. So I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see it happen. So we're, we're super excited yeah. about that. Um, <laughs> and then of course, you know, we're still going to schools and teaching theology of the body and yeah. puberty talks. So if, if we are not in your Catholic school, uh, we can be. We just have to be invited. So we can do uh, fifth and sixth grade talks for boys in one group and girls in another to talk about uh, puberty. And we call the talks, it's great to be a girl, it's great to be a guy. And we talk to them a little bit about mm-hmm. wh- why God made them the way they are and why we have yeah. boys and girls, right? And that's, a, that's kind of an important theme. Um, and then in the seventh and eighth grade, we can come in and talk to them about theology of the body. Um, as we've said, is yeah. a lens through which we can look at the gospel and understand our relationship to God and Jesus. Um, and then we can do those talks in high school at a high school level as well. Um, not to mention, if you would like us to come and talk to your parish about those topics, talk at an adult level, we can um, we can do parent talks. We've also done talks mm-hmm. on um, the dangers of pornography and how that goes against God's plan for us. <laughs> Um, and, and I've even done talks on end-of-life issues and uh, physician-assisted suicide. So if, if there's something you'd like us to come to your parish and talk about, we can do it. So just let us know. You're looking at um, some information on us here on our website. If you're, if you're looking at the podcast, um, you can certainly reach out to, to us and have Ray and Blanca and I come to your parish, among other things. We usually mm-hmm. bring national speakers in each year, and sometimes we'll bring them to the schools or to the parishes. And this year, as I said, Christopher West is coming to do Made for More um, at St. Alphonsus on April 5th and at St. Damien on April 6th. And that's going to be an incredible presentation. Um, and Blanca, I don't know, if you want to talk a minute about our youth rally and Mass for Life that we'll be having January 8th? Yeah? Yes, yeah, so we're going to be having our March for Life in Chicago. So please, if you're in Chicago, register for that as well. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a youth rally, and we're going to have a, a guest speaker. Um, uh, it's a surprise. I haven't been told who it is yet, but um, it's going to be a, a great speaker that we're going to have. We're also going to have a mass where we all just kind of gather after the march and just unite a, as a family, as a family in Christ, and pray for for the lives of the children, you know, the lives of the unborn, as well as the lives of moms who are struggling with crisis pregnancy so that they may be able to find the resources that they need and so that God can, the Holy Spirit can can guide us towards those women and so that we can really be a beacon of, of hope for them. Mm-hmm. So that's very exciting. Um, as well, if you're interested in volunteering or in becoming a Theology of the Body Ambassador, um, please reach out to us. We're more than happy to provide formation for you all. We have a, a really good group of young adults who are, Super excited to share the teachings of St. John Paul II in different schools. So if this is a calling that that you have in your heart, please reach out to us. We'd be more than happy to offer this formation and for you to be surrounded by people who are also striving to become um, people of of faith, people who know the theology of the body and who want to share this in their communities because this is how we share the gospel of life. This is how we really bring the, the light of Christ into people's lives through a, an example of ourselves and through this information that we're able to share share with them. And um, this year, we will get to do another ECHO conference um, in the summer, but it will be just yeah. for young adults this year. We, are, we will only be running it for a weekend um, at St. Uh, Xavier University. 
the 24th to the 26th of June. So mark your calendars. Um, if you have been or will have been out of high school one year, all the way to whatever age you want to call yourself a young adult, you are welcome to attend. We have um, we, we will do more on ECHO later in the year, but you may recall that ECHO is a, just a phenomenal immersion experience with Theology of the Body. We bring Brian Butler and his crew from mm-hmm. Dumox Ministries here, um, and we spend the weekend just learning Theology of the Body and living it, and we have, yeah, there's Brian Butler now, just an incredible speaker, and of course, we do talks as well, along with his team, and we have just activities, and Ray brings his kids, and it's just, it's it's a wonderful experience. Priests come, sisters, and married couples, and single people all together for a weekend, so if Mark your calendars for that June 24th through the 26th and plan to stay with us. Um, anyway, so that's that's coming up as well. So we have a lot coming up, don't we, Blanca? And yes, I can't, yes, please reach out to us. Yeah, I can't wait to get Ray back here because um, meanwhile, yeah. you and I have been holding down the fort. So he's a yes. he's a very miss impo- you, Ray. <laughs> yeah, he's a very important member of our team. So he'll be back in December. And he should be co-hosting with me in December as well. Um, <clears throat> all right. So, so Blanco, just like we have like one minute left. What are the last couple words you want to yeah. share with everybody? Yeah, of course. Like, thank you all for listening. And please, if you ever just want to have a conversation, if you ever just want to just get a taste of what TOB is, please come to our office. Call us. We can schedule an appointment, a meeting, and just have a conversation over coffee. I think that's the best way to to really unite and talk about Christ and get to know one another. Um, so I'm very inspired to be working here and here to serve you in any way that I can. Great. Um, so meanwhile, as I also mentioned, we are in the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity. We have opportunities for ministry from all areas of the Catholic social teachings. So, um, you know, we have immigration ministries in our office. We have the Amate House, which is a young adult missionary uh, ministry. We have Colby House, Colby which House. which is ministry to um people in jail as well as their families and people re-entering society um, from jail. So um, we do anything that you would consider like the homeless, the hungry, um, CRS, which we talked about last month. So come look at our, our website, see what we do, see where we can help you. Give us a call. We would love to come out to your parish. God bless. Thanks for listening. See you in December. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media. Amen. Oh, man.